Father, we come before the very throne of Almighty God this day. We come before our very own Father, and we ask that the hand of the Lord be upon me, the anointing of God to proclaim truth. We ask on the other end that understanding be given these folks this day. Hallelujah, that they'll understand the word to the point that they'll be doers of this word and they'll not just hear this, but shall act upon it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Turn with me to 1 Little John, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. 1 Little John, the fourth chapter. We're going to talk about love this morning. Love is our security. Love is our security. Hallelujah. 1 John 4, 9th verse. When you get, get 1 John, holla amen. amen. That's a poor pitiful amen. Can you get a little louder than that? Amen. 1 John 4, 9. In this was manifest are revealed the love of God towards us. How? Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him or have life through Him. Tenth verse. Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His only begotten Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Now you have to understand this. You know, a lot of people think, well, the new commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul, but it's not. The, the new commandment, Jesus said, for you to love your brother as I have loved you. Praise be unto God. Now, he wants you to understand this. You know to love somebody else, you got to understand how much God loves you. If you don't know how much your husband loves you, you ain't got a whole lot of confidence in him. Do you know that? If you don't know how crazy he is about you and don't want anybody else, and he, you're his favorite, you're his best girl, hallelujah, if you don't know that, the way he, how are you going to know? The way he treats you. If he treats you like something just around the house, oh, you know, Hallelujah, you might as well have a sister around the house. Amen. Praise God. What is the love of God? Cotton Patch translates that. That's real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to answer for our wrongs. He proved how much He loved you. He proved so much. See, when you get born again, you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'm telling you right now, you become a son and daughter exactly like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the 17th chapter of Big John, it said, do you know that God loves you as much as He loved Jesus Christ? See, for faith to work for you, you got to understand God's in love with me. I mean, God don't just like me. He loves me. He wants to run around with me. He wants to have a relationship like a husband does to a bride. You know, when you first got, got married, oh my God, I love her so much, man, I could just eat her up. And six months later, you wished you had. <laughs> Amen. Well, something's wrong. Amen. I love my wife better right now than I did when I married her. I show her more love now than I did when I first married her. Amen. How come? Because I'm in love. See, you've got to understand. Now, listen to this. In this was manifest the love of God. Towards who? You. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world to bring you something. He come to bring you life 
That word life there is Z-O-E, means the life and the nature of Almighty God. You're not just an adopted son. You are a son with God's own DNA in him. See, a lot of folks say, well, we're adopted sons. Yes, that Bible says that, but look it up, look it up. And it means a legal term, meaning that you can never be disannulled. That's a legal term, adoption. You can't, never, uh, uh, you can't be disannulled. I can't help what you do. Do you know sin can't separate you from God? Your failures can't separate you from God. How come? God's in love. God don't see nothing but old good thing. He don't see something else. He don't see your failures. How come? Because he sent his only begotten son into the world that we should have this life and he annihilate every sin. You know, there's no petition between you and God now. I mean, y'all want, he's the vine and you are the branch. Whatever's in him's now in you. Praise God. He broke down the middle wall of petition. There ain't nothing between you and God. Hallelujah. Only thing between you is God's got you in his arms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God was in Christ personally, present, reconciling and restoring the world to favor. Do you know the world's favorite with God? Them heathens. Them that ain't even living for him. God's still in love with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've never told them the truth. Hallelujah. We've told them if you quit this and quit that and don't do this and don't do that, God will be pleased with you. But God's already pleased with you because of Jesus. God's already in love with you because of Jesus. God's already wanting the best for you because of Jesus. Amen. Now let me read that again. Cotton patch. That's real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to answer for your wrongs. Your wrongs has been answered. Your past wrongs, your present wrongs, and your future. Do you know the love of God's on your tomorrows? Yeah, but what if I fail? Love of God's. Do you know love covers a multitude of sin? Huh? Hallelujah. This is unconditional love. God's unconditional love that you don't even have to qualify for. You ain't got to do nothing to qualify it. All you got to do is receive Jesus. See? Hallelujah. All you got to do is receive this love. You know a lot of Christians don't ever receive the love of God. They're always fighting, scrapping, trying to please God, trying to do something for God. Well, I want to do something for God. I want to serve God. Well, do it. Don't want to, do it. Well, I'm trying to please God. Well, you way late. God's already pleased with you because of Jesus. Not because of the way you act. You mean, if I act bad, he's displeased, and if I act good, he's pleased. How many of you know we sang a while ago, God don't ever change. He's the God in the good times and the bad times. He's still God. Hallelujah. When you mess up and when you do good, bless God, He's God. And He's still in love. And I don't care what you've done or where you've been. I don't care about your past. You ought to shut up about it and press on towards the mark of the high calling of God and walk in the love of God. See, this is love, knowing that God loves me. While I was yet a sinner, Romans 5, 8. While we were... The love of God was commended towards us. When? When? While we was yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look back in the 1 John 3. 1 John 3. First verse. First verse. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon who? Us. He's done bestowed something on you. He's done put something on you it won't wash off. Hallelujah. He bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Praise God. One translation. Let me read you a translation too. We see what kind of love 
the Father has bestowed on us. We see it. That we should be children, not merely in name, but in reality. Well, you know, when I first got saved, I, to- I got saved. I read John 1, 12. To as many as received him, gave he power to become the sons of God, even them believe on his name. And this deacon in a Pentecostal denomination come in my store and I told him I got saved. I said, I became a son of God. He said, oh my God, we're not sons, we're servants. Well, Galatians said we're no longer servants but sons. When you receive him, what manner of love? See, you got to know what manner of love. Do you know when you go to believing for one of your children and he's got 105 fever, you better know how much God loves you. How much God loves him. Well, my husband, he's a reprobate. And he looks like he's going to die with liver cancer. Well, you got to figure out, I'm going to pray for him and God's going to heal him. How come? For God so loved the world. Are you listening to me? Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Jerlene's husband. Raise your hand, Jerlene. Jerlene's husband, Carl. Hallelujah. He wouldn't go to church. He didn't do some things right. But I sent two ladies up there to the hospital when he got in the hospital. You know what he did? He received. How come we done it? Because I know how much God loves him. I know how much God. He ain't willing that not one person perish. God ain't willing. We went up there and they sent him girls up there and prayed with him. He got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost on his deathbed. This bust heaven wide open. Amen. How come you done it? Because God's in love. We're supposed to love like God. He said, you love your neighbor as, as in the same way I loved you. Now listen to him here. See what kind of love the Father has bestowed on us? That we should be children, not merely in name, but in reality. You know you're a real son of God? How come? Because I live right, because I done right, because I chose God? No, He chose you. God loves you. Cotton Patch, just imagine how much love the Father showed us by allowing us to be called children of God. And that's exactly who we are. Well, I'm trying to be pleasing to the Lord. You ever heard folks say, I'm trying to please the Lord. I'm trying to do better. I'm going to quit this and I'm going to quit that. Well, that ain't going to change how much God loves you. I don't care if you got a big dip of snuff in your mouth and go to shouting hallelujah. God will save you with snuff in your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. I prayed folks smoking pale male cigarettes and they look like they're that long. Amen. Well, God won't save you. You've got to clean yourself up. You can't do it. What do you think you can do? You can improve on what God's done? For God's the love of the world. He gave you His DNA. I'm telling you, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you become a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You've got His genes in you. You've got His life. You got his nature. How much love has God shown? He made you a child of God. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this translation. Just think what love the Father has for us. That he would call us his children, and such we are. I like that. Exactly who we are. Such we are. Who are you? Well, you know, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. See, whoever thought that up, that was spewed out of hell. Do you know that? You were an old sinner, but now you ain't a sinner. You are a saint. You have never, never, if you're born again, you've never been a sinner. The old man you was was a sinner. God killed him. He, he was crucified, died, and buried. He's gone. You are a new kind of a man. What kind? I am a son of the Most High God. I'm a God man. I ain't some old forgiven sinner. 
I hear preachers all the time talking about two kind of sinners, saved and lost. Why, that keeps people, see, that keeps people down at the altar squalling and bawling, trying to please God, trying to repent enough, trying to cry enough, trying to, uh, look, that don't snow God one bit. He knows what he's already, that belittles the work of Jesus. That says the work of Jesus wasn't good enough for you. You say, oh, well, I'm just an old son. That belittles the work of Jesus. He's made you a son and daughter. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, if we'd have preached Christianity uh, like it's supposed to and folks found out who they were, what God's made them, hallelujah. Man, we'd have done took this world 10 times over. See, God made a total commitment. That's my son. That's my daughter. I love him good as I do Jesus. For God so loved us, what? He's so in love. He's so in love. You know, he, he said, Beloved. Do you know that's what he called you? My beloved. Who was that? Robert Browning wrote all those poems on love. To my beloved. Oh, you hear him write and you think, man, that guy's crazy about that woman he's writing about. Well, you read this word of God and you find out how God's crazy about you. I mean, he'll fight for you. I mean, he'll do anything for you. He said, I'll meet your ever need. Bless God, you don't have to go anywhere else. I'll meet them, praise God. How are you going to meet them? According to my riches in heaven. According to what I've already done for you. Praise God. This kind of love made a full-fledged promise. He made you a full Son of God, with all the favor that you can possibly have from the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 said, Jesus made sin for us who knew no sin, that you could be made the very righteousness of God. Righteousness means you're in right standing with God. Well, I've been trying to live right. Well, you ought to live right. Well, I've been trying to do better. Well, you ought to do better. That ain't got nothing to do with how God sees you. He sees you as Jesus Christ has made you righteous and you cannot improve on what God has made you. What are you? I'm the righteousness of God. 1 Corinthians 1.30 said, He's been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and total redemption. That's who he's been made unto us. Man, what kind of love has God bestowed on us that he gave his only begotten son? What kind of love has he shown? Hallelujah. Not that we love God, but had he loved us. Praise God. Sent his only son to answer for your wrongs. Your wrongs have been answered for. Past, present, future. Praise God. 1 John 3, the second verse. Beloved, one of these days in the sweet by and by, one of these days when we get to heaven, one of these days when I see Jesus. Now all that sounds good, but it's all wrong. Beloved, that's us. Now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when, when he shall appear, we're going to be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Beloved, now we're the sons of Almighty God. Said, Amplified said, now we are as God's children. Amen. In John 1.12 said, To many as received him, gave he power to become the sons of God. Now the word power meant, it's a word, Greek word, exousia. It meant privilege and authority. You got a privilege. You're the son of God. How would you like for your name to be Bush? Huh? And your daddy was George Bush. Do you think you could walk in the, in the White House walk right into the Oval Office and get anything Daddy's got? 
Huh? Amen. You got a privilege. See, he said you got a privilege and authority. You got authority to walk in. You don't even have to say hello to the secretary. Amen. You can walk right in. How come? That's daddy. Well, you think you, he made me a son of God and I got family privileges. Amen. Hallelujah. I can kick the dog and ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Amen. Praise God. To as many as received him, gave he a privilege and authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe upon his name. Beloved, now we are the sons of Almighty God. You know what God says? Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. That's my boy. I want him seen. Everybody said, don't look on me. I ain't nothing. Y'all, that's a lie. You are something. You're the best God's got, and he wants to show you off. Well, don't look on me. Uh, uh, I'm so unworthy. No, you're worthy. No, you're the best God's got. God's thanks so much to you. He's beloved. Now you are the sons of God. Hallelujah. You know, in Romans 8, 29, said the whole world's waiting to see a son of God. Waiting on one of these sons of God to manifest itself. Do you know sons of God are just about extinct? You can't hardly find one of them. How many of you know walk just like Jesus? I'm going, I'm going next week, preach a couple of days out in Alabama. Blessed be God. The first thing I'll tell them is this. If I don't do the works of Jesus Christ, don't believe nothing I say. Amen. Hallelujah. How many preachers you ever stood up and heard? See, if all we do is have a preacher that can pray and get you healed, something's wrong. If you can't get them healed yourself, then that preacher ain't teaching you nothing. Do you know you're just as anointed as I am? I don't have more Jesus than you do. I just know how to use it better. You need to learn to use it. How do you learn? You learn by exercising, doing it. Amen? Praise be unto God. That's my boy. That's him right there. Peter and John walked up the gate called Beautiful, and what did they say? Don't look on us, we ain't nothing. No, they said, look on us. How come you don't look on you? Because I got something. What do you got? Such as I have, give I thee. Amen. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Crippled man was healed. Hallelujah. God wants to say, that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my girl. That's her right there. I'm proud of them. This thing is not to be hid. It's to be this life of God we have is to be set on a hill that everybody can see. That's the sons of Almighty God. When I was... A kid, we had a, a boy play left halfback. His daddy was come from Italy. His name was Hyde LeBlanc. And his daddy drank a lot of wine. He came to a football game. He never, he never knew nothing about football. I'd ask him questions. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I'd ask him questions. He, I said, what are they doing? He said, they're running into one another, backing off and just running as hard as they can into one another. I said, why are they doing that? I said, I don't know. I said, in a minute, an ambulance will come get some of them. <laughs> I said, well, what are they kicking that far? Well, I don't know. They're trying to kick it down, young, uh, keep it down there. He didn't know nothing about football. But one night, quarterback pitched that ball out to Hyde, and Hyde come around that end, stiff on man, and he set sail 80 yards, and the old man jumped up and down and said, that's my boy, that's my boy, that's my boy. God wants to tell you, that's my boy, that's my girl. That's him that laid hands on that blind man where I can get glory. God wants glory. He can't get any any other way than his sons and daughters exposing themselves to being, to being taking a risk. Stepping out on Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look back in the fourth chapter of little John. 18th verse. There's no fear in love. 
perfect love casts out fear, because where fear is, hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Juan's translation said, In love there's no such thing as fear. Cotton Patch said, Fear and love don't mix. Fear and love don't mix. Now, if you're afraid that you're not going to get your needs met, afraid you're not going to have enough to eat, afraid you're not going to be able to pay your taxes, afraid you're going to be put out of your house, if you got any fear about it, you need to check up on how much you got, think God loves you. Not how much you love God. Not that the love of God shed abroad in your heart, but how much God loves me. How much He loves He doesn't call you a son of God. He doesn't put you in the family. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Fear and love don't mix. If you're in fear, you don't know how much God... See, a lot of people's afraid to even mention Jesus around their wife or the husband or children. Well, I don't want to do... I don't want to... You know, they don't believe like I do. Well, so What? I don't know many Christians, preachers included, believe like I do. Huh? Most preachers I know are a bunch of religious folks trying to make folks a bunch of do-gooders. Trying to make someone nice people. A Christian's a dangerous human being. If he ain't dangerous, then he ain't walking where he needs to. That thing, fellow's dangerous to hell. He's dangerous where religion's concerned. That fella will lay hands on the sick. Do you know we've seen 14 blind people healed? 14. 14. Do you understand that? Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. He told them before the cross, he said, I'll give you authority, bless God, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He said, you'll even raise the dead. I could stop right there and tell you about four of them that we've seen raised from the dead. Dr. Smith here in town. I was up there. This girl called me and said her brother was, uh, 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 had taken an overdose. He took over a hundred pills and drank a fifth of whiskey. I went up there and Dr. Smith said, it ain't nothing we can do. Ain't nothing we can do. And I watched his heart. That machine, it'd go up. Every now and then say, beep, beep, beep. And it comes in, it start over down there. And it done that, done that for about three or four minutes. In a minute it said, beep. He reached and pulled the sheet up over Dr. Smith here in town, a big fella, looked like on a, looked like on a box of cough drops and a picture of them. He pulled the sheet over it. He said, it's over. I said, no, it ain't over. It ain't over. Just let me stay in here. Hallelujah. And he went out and I laid hands on that fellow in five minutes. He was sitting up on the side of the bed and got saved. Praise God. Now, he's done died since then, but it was 10 years later. Amen. Bless God, he bust heaven wide open. Can you say amen? Lady called me one day and she said, well... My husband, his name was Merle Benson, said he, uh, he, uh, 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 is, he's in a coma, he's in a hospital. And she said, Ruth said, uh, uh, you know, he, he ain't saved. Said, what can I do about it? I said, I'll handle it, don't worry about it. I went up there and I laid hands on him. I said, now Lord, let him come back. And he came back and I prayed with him to get saved. And that evening he died. Three days later, I preached his funeral. Them Pentecost folks got all bent out of shape about it. He said he preached him in heaven. He was a, just an old scoundrel. He drank all the time. He this. You know God ain't mad at all that kind of stuff. You know what? God's in love with them folks right there. God so loved the world. Blessed be God. God so much in love with them people. Well, I just done put up with all I can stand out of him. Yeah. You got fear. Perfect love cast out fear. Amen? Hallelujah. You know what Matthew 6, 25 said? 
Huh? He said, don't take no thought for tomorrow. So your father knows what you have need of. said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the rest of this stuff will come. Get your mind off your need. Get your mind off of that. Get your mind on how much God's in love, praise God. How much God wants to show you his favor. Can you say amen? There in 1 John 4, look in the 19th verse. We love him. How come we love him? Because he first loved us. He loved you before you even knew you as love. He met your need before you even knew you had a need. He's already set aside your blessing before you even knew you was going to receive Jesus Christ. He wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life while you was yet a sinner. God believes anybody that has good sense would receive some of this. See, we've never offered them God's best. God wants to give you His kingdom. He wants you to have everything. Hallelujah. He wants you to wake up happy every day. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. He said in the world you're going to have trouble and trials and all that in the bad times. But bless God, He's the same God in the bad times as He is in the good times. He don't ever change. Praise God. He's in love with you right now. You know, love will help you. Love will give you mercy. Love will give you kindness. Love don't ever cuss you out. Well, God's going to get you for that. How many of you ever heard that song? See, that fellow that wrote that ought to be whooped on the head with a dead armadillo. He'd been sitting on the side of the road about three days. Amen. Listen to him. 19th verse. We love him. How come? Because he first or before. Before you ever found out about God. Do you remember when you got saved when you fell in love with Jesus? Man, this, uh, I, I was raised Baptist and we sang a song all the time. The burdens of your heart roll away. Man, when I got saved, I felt so light. Man, I could just look like I was stepping on air or something. All the burden. Didn't have a care in the world. Amen. And that song come to you. The burdens of your heart roll away. Didn't have one care. Wasn't worried about tomorrow. Praise God. Jesus said, let tomorrow take care of itself. Hallelujah. You seek to first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. 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 First John 4, back up to the seventh verse. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Praise God. Lawback said, Love, this love flows from God, and there's no other place to get it. You can't get none of this nowhere else. Well, we love you. Well, you wait till something. You displease someone and find out how much they love you. God loves you when you do wrong. God's love is on you when you do right, wrong, middle, whatever you do. He don't ever change. God is in love with you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. Love flows from God and there's no other place to get it. Praise God. In the New Testament, they had to coin a new word. It was agape in the Greek. It meant unconditional love with no conditions in it. No strings attached. Do you know God loves you? No strings attached. He has extended favor, kindness, and He always wants the best for you. Amen. You know God wants to give you that new house. God wants you to have that new home. He don't want you to have one over across the tracks, wore out and some little shotgun looking something. If you're there, bless God, it ain't nothing wrong with being there, but it's something wrong with staying there. You're a son of the Most High God. God wants you to move uptown and be a blessing that you can tell folks, my God loves me. My God loves me so much. I, I, I was preaching in Monticello. We started a church over there. And dear old sister Foster, she came one night Black woman. She said, Brother Buzzy, yeah. Said, I keep passing this house up here. 
and said, I want that house. Said, but it's in the white folks' quarters. Now, this has been 30 years ago. Well, you know, you better not try to get something. Why, them white folks? Let me tell you something. I said, Sister Foster, I'm going to believe with you, and you're going to get that house. She said, how am I going to pay for it? I said, God's going to pay for it. Don't you dare work. And I taught them people, taught them people. Bless God, she, every day she'd come by there. Uh, uh, she said, that's my house. That's my house. I mean a beautiful, nice house. Praise God. One night she come, she said her boy had had a wreck and his head was cracked. Said his skull was cracked and they had to fly him to, from there to Little Rock. And she said, bless God, Brother Buzzy, let's pray. Pray together. And we prayed and I believe God, she believed God. And that night she got home, Larry, her son, called her. They said he would not never be nothing but a vegetable. He wouldn't be nothing. But he called and said, Mama, I'll be home in the morning. Praise God. Now, I'm telling you, Sister Foster, believe God. And she found out who she was. She wasn't some second-class citizen. Bless God. She is a daughter of the Most High God. Do you know what the Word of God will do? It'll knock, knock prejudice in the head. See, you know it ain't but two types of people. Ain't but two. Someone said, what are they, black, white? No, saved and lost. That's all. Well, I know it, but Brother Sullen, they look down. I don't care what folk do. You need to look at yourself like God does. Sister Foster come by one, day, one Friday night. I was preaching. She said, Brother Buzzy, guess what? They put a for sale sign in that yard. Said, what am I going to do? I said, go up there and tell that woman you want that. See, how are you going to pay? She's taking in ironing, I'm telling you. Well, how is she going to pay for something? She's scrapping to eat. Huh? But my God meets my needs. See, you need to know how much God loves you. He's in love with you. Yeah. He loved you so much, He gave His only begotten Son. I said, says, folks, go by and hallelujah. Tell them, folks. Tell them that's my house. Said, well, what are they going to say? I said, I don't care what they say. You go tell them what you believe. She went up there and told that lady, said, you know, lady, that's my house. I said, I don't know how. I take in ironing. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. But bless God, my God's going to pay for it. One day that woman, she walked by and she said, come here. She is a saved woman. She's Baptist. She said, I can't. Every time I, I go to pray, you come up in my face Bless God. And God said, this is your house. Praise God. This is your house. And I'm telling you right now, she moved into that house and paid for it. Praise God. How'd she do it? Supernatural. My God's going to meet your needs. How? According to his riches. Not according to what you got. Well, I got a check. Well, good. That'll keep you depending on the check. That's all them checks is good for. Keep you poor. Keep you from amounting to something. Keep you from stepping out. Bless God and believe in God. Can you say amen? Seventh verse. Beloved, let us love one another for God is, for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Praise God. How many of you know you've been born of God? Eighth verse. He that loveth not, he that loveth not knoweth not God for what? God's love. God's the source of all this love. Do you know you can take a five-gallon bucket down there to the Gulf of Mexico and you can dip on that thing for 199 years and you ain't going to bother the Gulf of Mexico. You can't get all this love God's got. He don't run out. He's the source of this thing. Amen. He's full of this love. What a love do? He won't show you mercy, kindness. He wants you to have joy unspeakable. What's he, what's he doing? He wants you to know I'm in love unconditional. Look what that'll do to you believe in God. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God is the source. Psalms 145.8 said, The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The word gracious there means He's disposed to show favors. What's he like? Well, God's going to sit up there going to get you. Huh? 
God's going to open the books and then he's going to have, he's going to read your mail. Boy, and when he does, you know what he's going to do when he opens the books on you? He's going to say, come here. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen to him. The Lord is gracious. Means he's disposed to show favors. His disposition. Michael 7, 18 said he delights in mercy. You know your God delights in mercy? See, he invites you in Hebrews 4, 16. Come boldly to the throne of grace and do what? Obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. You know what mercy is? God wants to do something about it. Mercy don't just say poor thing, it's just a sad thing. You've got to go on through this and endure that. Now, mercy wants to do something about it. God, mercy is God showing you kindness. God's showing you unconditional love. Come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. When? In a time of need. Amen. Amen. When you have a need comes up, when you're in failure, when you've missed it, when it ain't working for you, come boldly and get you a dose of this mercy. Hallelujah. Get a dose of this unconditional love. Let God wrap you in the arms of love. Do you know he said ain't nobody can get you out of his hands? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So he said come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. Mercy means goodwill, kindness, sympathy. Well, I feel sorry. No, sympathy does something about it. I looked it up in the Greek and, and that word mercy meant God saw the need and how much you was in need of and done something about the need. He's done done something about the need. He's done met your needs according to His riches. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, they coined a new word, agape, never was used before about the love of God. It means love that gives. Sometimes they call it charity. Love that gives. Love that never gives up. This is what it meant. Love that's not up, not, not on again and off again when you fail. When you fail, it's not down. It ain't, when you do good, it ain't up. Love don't ever change. God don't ever change. It's always turned wide open. Hallelujah. Look what that'll do when you believe in God. Why well, I can't pay my light bill. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go see if I can get someone to help me. Bless God, what's wrong getting God to help you? See, if you understand the love of God, your faith will skyrocket. He's in love with me. Amen. He's in love, unconditional, no condition in it. If I live wrong, right, however I live, it ain't got nothing to do with him. He never quits loving me. It's always turned wide open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. John 3, 16, everybody can quote it, for God so loved. He's so in love. He's so much in love. You know what he did? He gave his only begotten son. Praise God. You know what he said in Luke 12, 32? He said, little flock, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. Is any lack in heaven? Is any lack in the kingdom of God? He says, his good pleasure. I looked up the word pleasure and it meant to be glad. You know, God's glad to give you the kingdom. God's glad to meet your need. God's glad to heal you. God's glad to see your family set free. God is happy. He's glad. He's glad when that old reprobate husband don't do nothing right. Hallelujah. See, if you know how much God loves him, you can handle it better. Hallelujah. You know, there's a fellow one time, his younger son came to him and said, Daddy, won't you give me my inheritance? He's the youngest son. He said, all right. He gave me his inheritance. 
and foot wasn't long. He took a journey into the far country and spent all he had, said on harlots and everything else. He just having a blowing good time. Woke up one day and there's a famine in the land. He said, what am I going to do? I'm going to starve to death. So he went and joined himself to a fella and the fella took a Jew. Them Jews don't like them swine. He put him to feeding swine and he is eating corn husk in the slop. It said, while he was there, it said he come to himself. He said, I can go home to daddy and beat this. His servants got better than this. It said he came to himself. You know, sometimes you need to let your husband or your wife or that old reprobate son come to himself. Huh? Love him, but don't, don't just keep on with it. Hallelujah. God didn't call you to be a doormat. God didn't call you to be mistreated. Folks called me from Hot Springs said, uh, uh, I'm working with such and such couple. I'm trying to get them back together. I said, well, you an idiot. You a full-blood idiot. said, well, God, God's against divorce. Yes, He is. But He ain't going to put someone together that's beating on you and knocking your ears down and everything else. God didn't call you to call you to be mistreated. Amen. An idiot knows when to leave. Sometimes people have to come to themselves. See, he said that fellow come to himself, said, I can go back to daddy. I can go back to daddy. And he started back to daddy. And he said, his father saw him a long way off. He's looking for him. He saw him a long way off. He said, that's my son coming home. That's my son. I'm telling you right now, some of you have been away from God, but you're coming home, and God annihilates all that failure, bless God, and he wants to tell you, I've been looking for you to come home. Hallelujah. Put the robe upon his back and the ring on his finger. Kill the fatted calf. Let's rejoice, praise God. That's God. That's our God. Now, the old brother got mad, kind of like religious folks. Well, that fellow thinks he's something. Well, he got saved. When I first got saved, they always talking about me, said he's got a zeal for God, but he don't have no wisdom. Didn't have no wisdom. No, I ain't dead like you are. I ain't mad because someone got saved. I ain't over here trying to be religious. Amen. I'm not religion, religious at all. Don't have bitter religion on me. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what, he, what the father told the oldest son? said, man, what do you mean? He said, you never kill me, okay? He said, son, you've always been with me. All that I have is yours. See, religious folks don't know what they got. They don't know how much God loves them. Religion says God ain't, ain't pleased with you when you fail. You know God's pleased with you when you fail or don't fail. Say, well, I ain't never heard that. Were you hearing it now? God don't ever change. God happens to be in love. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, over to Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter. We'll start in the 37th verse. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things, we're more than a conqueror. How come? Through Him that loved us. You can't, you can't be a conqueror if you don't know how much God loves you. Well, I'm trying to overcome it. I'm quoting the Word and I'm standing on the Word. Do you know how much God loves you? Well, I hope He does. I'm trying to please Him. I'm doing all I can. Well, you know, I've, I've lived such an awful life. See, everybody wants to bring up some old failure and preachers get up and preach on sin and all kind of stuff like that to where they can get you down front squalling and bawling and hooping and hollering. Bless God, I don't need you down here. I, you can get just as much of the glory of God sitting right where you are. Hallelujah. You don't have to come down here and, and all that. 
Praise God. God wants you to know how much He loves you. Now, if you're going to be a, more than a conqueror, how? How are you going to do it? All these things, we're more than a conqueror. He lists all that stuff. Killings, separating. All these things, more than a conqueror, through Him, what? That loved us. More than a conqueror. Love conquers. Do you know what 1 Corinthians 13, 8 said? Love don't ever fail. It's the ultimate weapon. Do you know God's the source of this and He loves you? He's the source of the atomic bomb. He's the source of the mightiest force in the universe. What is it? Love. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? One translation said, through the love of God, Richard's translation said, and has established us as invincible champions. You can't be defeated as long as you're in the love of God. You can't be defeated if you know how much God loves you. Amen. 38th verse. For I am persuaded neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, nor heights, depth, any other creature shall be able to what? Separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What can separate you? Can sin? No. Failure? No. What can? What can separate you from God? He lists about everything, heights, depths, principalities, devils, everything, anything, failure. Can't separate you. God's in love. Lovett said, nothing, listen to this, it's real good. Nothing can weaken God's love for us. Richard's translation said, nothing can interfere with God's love. Nothing can't interfere. Nothing can't weaken it. He's in love, folks. Can you say amen this morning? Praise be unto God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Jude, the 24th verse, he said, Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling. You know, he can keep you from falling. How? And present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You know, he presented you faultless. He presented you faultless. Well, I failed. No, he kept you from falling. Well, I failed. Jesus didn't. Jesus, you'll stand in. For God so loved me. Hallelujah. He's in love with me. Unconditional. Now, all my victories, the love of God's on. I'm more than a conqueror, but what about my failure? Love of God's on that too. I'm more than a conqueror. I don't need mercy and help and kindness and all that when I'm doing just everything's running along good. It's when I fail. When I hadn't received. Praise God. You know mercy's available. Love's available. All you got to do is receive Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So unto Him that's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. God is all love and God is in love. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed.